Good afternoon. Thank you for the invitation. The agenda will be some economic and social backgrounds in Latin America, the impact of new drugs in metastatic disease, the impact of adjuvant protocols and radiotherapy diagnostic tests, the impact of clinical trial and new guidelines in our practice. South America has 416 people, and uh, South, uh, Latin America has 623 million people. We are about 10% of the uh, global population. The cancer epidemiology in Latin America differs from that found in other regions. We have higher incidence in country cancer. Uh, we have the highest incidence in, in, in mortality uh, in the Andean and Pacific area. This is the, the, the area of Chile. We have the highest mortality in gallbladder cancer, but we have decreases uh, significantly. Uruguay, Argentina have the highest incident mortality rate in colon, rectal, and pancreatic cancer in the world. That is in the Atlantic area, this, this side. And Brazil and Uruguay have the highest mortality rate in esophageal cancer. This is the area of, of Brazil, and this small country here is uh, Uruguay. Latin America comprises low and mid-per capita income countries in a great heterogeneous scenario. In 1990, the income for all the region was about or less than $8,000 per person per year. But in 2016, the figure has changed. And now we have three countries with an income uh, higher than $20,000. In first position, Chile, and then Uruguay and Panama. The majority of the country has an income about or switching, uh, between uh, $10,000 and $20,000. But still... There are some countries with uh, low income, like Paraguay and Bolivia, with less than uh, $10,000 per year. The best income is still uh, lower compared with the, uh, the countries in, some countries in Europe, like Poland and Portugal. The investment in health, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, Chile and Mexico belong to this exclusive uh, club countries, and we invest, we, our inversion in investment in health is the lowest in this, uh, in this group of countries. And according to the World Health Organization, we are in the middle. With almost a fifth of expenditure per capita, the life expectancy is in Chile is higher compared to the United States. You see that in the state, they invest about 17% of the income, that is uh, around $10,000 per person per year. And in Chile, we invest 7.8%, that is about $2,000 per person per year. And the life expectancy, here you see that for a, child, a, a baby born today in Chile, the life expectancy is 80 years compared with 79. If she's a um, female baby, and then, then the life expectancy is 83 compared with 81. And more important, if someone now is 60 years old, the life expectancy is 20, uh, 24 years more. In the state, 22. And if she's a, a, a woman, the life expectancy is 26 years compared with 24. That is important to know because politicians, government, are not very interested in invest more money in, in the health in our region. The, uh, the life expectancy in Uruguay and in 
Costa Rica is similar to, to Chile, a little bit less, but similar. There are many insurance systems in the, in the area. In Chile, we have two, public or private. In the public system, 80% of the overall population is included. The, uh, this includes the poorest people, the oldest, retired, the less educated, some handicapped and chronical ill patients. And the system has solidarity, has equal access to health. In general, it's saturated. In general, the, the technology is sold. And each test done, every patient that is treated means spending more money. In comparison, in the private uh, system, that system for South America, uh, in some countries, only 5%, other 10 In Chile, almost 20%. That is for the richest part of the population, the active part, the best educated. Um, but they, may be, thus, they must be healthy when entering in the insurance system when they get old or when they get some chronic disease, they may, they may be kicked out of the system. This is an individualist system with access to health according to the insurance premium. The system is always open to receive more and more patients. They are offering new technology, and each test done, every patient that is treated means earning more money for the uh, private clinic. Economic and social inequity is generalized characteristic in the region, in, the, in Chile too. Coming into our topic, what does mean a new expensive drug in Chile? In the public system, it will take a lot of time to be included. Some will never be included, and when included, all population will have access to it, to the indication. To include new expensive drugs increases the expenditure, and you know that the median monthly price for a new drug is around $10,000 in the state. In the private system, almost all the drugs have been included. Oncologists are trying to get knowledge and training how to use it at best. Price is less important, in some few cases, unimportant. And the access depends on the quality of insurance, and certainly it may increase the, pay, the patient financial distress. To include new expensive drugs to the, for the private clinic, get prestige, and increase the financial income. Second, the advance in the neo or adjuvant therapies. Adjuvant therapies utilize commonly old and cheaper drugs. Regimen like the magic, the flot, folfo, caboc, gencitabine in the adjuvant setting for pancreatic or biliary tract cancer were rapidly included. The neo adjuvant uh, chemoradiation for rectal cancer was also rapidly introduced. Chemoradiation for esophageal cancer has been the standard for a long time, and nowadays we use the cross. The impact of the new adjuvant uh, um, regimen is quite good. First, the new technology for diagnosis, for instance, MRI, new MRI. In the public system, it takes time to get the machines. The technology is sold. There are deficits. For instance, there is only one PET CT in my country available for the 80% of the population. There are deficits in radiologists. Patients get appointment with a long delay. To obtain report, take additional long time. And the system is saturated. In comparison, in the private system, all the new technology has been rapidly incorporated. There are less deficits. For instance, there are six PET CT available for 20% of the population. So many of the public systems have to go to the private system. There are no deficits on radiologists. The access depends on the quality of insurance. 
and the appointment for tests are obtained rapidly and reports are given faster, even in the same day. Reports and images are available through internet for patients, for physicians. The system is open to receive more and more patients, and each test, again, that means earning more money for this private institution. You know that 90% of the population in the lower and middle income countries lacks access to radiotherapy, and the, uh, the picture is similar in Latin America, similar in Chile. In the public system, it takes time to have the new machine. There are deficits in specialists. Patients get therapy with a long delay. The system, the radiotherapy is oversaturated. In the private system, all has been rapidly incorporated, the new protocols. There are no deficits on radiotherapies. The access depends on the quality of insurance. The advance in the new molecular test. The new molecular tests are related to new expensive drugs. Frequently, tests are offered for free by the pharmaceutical companies. Most tests are available in main cities of South America, a laboratory for DNA sequencing, and other tests performed under fast delivery logistics are limited to few academic and private institutions, mainly in the uh, biggest uh, cities in the, in the continent. Participation in clinical trials, this is a positive. The largest average annual growth in clinical trial participation occurs in lower, middle, and low-income regions. For instance, in Asia, 30% increase. In Latin American countries, 12% increase. Three Latin American countries rank among the top 25 countries with the high participation pharmaceutical clinical trials, Argentina, Brazil, and Mexico. In terms of technology, research sites vary considerably. Many Latin American researchers are taking part in the nowadays running trials. Some researchers get to be one of the top enrollers. Until now, participation doesn't include the study design. That is a problem for us. And we are increasingly reluctant to publication or study that don't include Latin American population, Latin American uh, researchers. The growth of clinical research infrastructure acts positively as a driver of overall health system development by introducing a strong organizational and regulatory mechanism and building local capacity and expertise in the medical field. Lastly, important, increasing access to clinical trials in, in our region allows patients access to medicine that may be otherwise inaccessible. I have to say also that the first positive phase two trial in gallbladder cancer was uh, done in, in Chile 20 years ago. The impact of the new guideline, NCCN and the ESMO guideline in general are very well known, but the updates are, less, are, are much less known. They are in English, and we speak Spanish in all the countries. In Brazil, they speak uh, Portuguese. Uh, mainly, they are accessible by internet, and we have few access available in crowd hospital, uh, public hospital. The affordability of drugs and rabies that are, that are offered are different. Some of them are not possible in our countries. In general, I say that the, the impact of the new guidelines are small, if any, in the daily practice. They don't have impact in governmental decision. And maybe they are reference for some insurance company. I, we say strongly to have ESMO guidelines adapted to Latin America can impact the quality of cancer care, for sure. In last uh, March, the last Concord study was uh, published in the Lancet uh, 
March 2018. And you see in this busy table that the five-year survival in gastrointestinal cancer in South America in the King Canyon 2010-2014, the country with the best survival is Argentina. In esophagus, in stomach, in colon, in rectum cancer, and pancreas cancer, the, the median survival was quite better than the, compared with the other. Even the survival in esophagus cancer was better than the survival observed in, in Spain. The same for pancreatic uh, cancer. But if we compare with uh, Germany, Switzerland, and the North countries, the survival is quite low. There is a lot of ra uh, room to improvement. Here, you, you see the five-year survival in colon cancer in Argentina, almost no different in the last uh, uh, 15 years. In Brazil, a little bit. In Chile, almost 9% in, uh, improvement. In Colombia, a decrease. In Ecuador, almost the same. If you review all the, uh, the different types of gastrointestinal cancer, the survival is almost the same. So, dear colleague, summarizing. Due to economic and social background, there are big differences and high inequity in the, uh, uh, in the access to the new evolution in gastrointestinal cancer. Less than 5 or 15% of the population can have access to new expensive drugs in our region. The new protocols using all drugs are rapidly included, especially in the adjuvant setting. Radiotherapy, radiology, new diagnostic tests are available, but in big cities only, mostly for a minority. The clinical trials have, have, have an accelerated increment with good impact. The new guideline has little impact in normal practice. In gastrointestinal cancer, the five-year survival is much inferior compared to Europe and did not improve significantly in the last quinquennio. The new advances are associated with financial toxicity as occurred in, in many countries in the world. If we know the advance in oncology, we can improve the result in prevention, in quality of life, in life expectancy, and cure rate, and other aspects. To advance in oncology, education is crucial. And we have um, a meeting on GI oncology that is held every two uh, years. And we kindly invite you to join us. And thank you so much for uh, your attention.